This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, where John knows way too much about wrestling and Ann doesn't know enough. Here we go. Yeah. But they aren't that I think person. the guy who plays Elrond was in something that people saw, but I didn't see it. He looks kind of like Orlando Bloom, which is funny. He does, but he, I think, is, his, is was that in character. something that was big, but I don't remember. I couldn't tell you what it was. Anyway, we're recording. We're recording. What? We're recording. We're recording, but we're just harfeet. We're just a harfeet. We're just a harfoot. John and I, I just made John watch The Rings of Power. It was my fourth time watching those episodes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was his, his first time. Just my first I time. I clearly really like it. Yeah. John is like, okay, it's good. No, it's good. I know. I said, you yeah. said it's okay, it's good. You're not like yeah. obsessive the way I am, which is fine. We're just different. You're just a Harfoot. I'm just a Harfoot. I'm a Harfoot. I'm just a Harfoot. Harfoots are the little like hobbit people. They're the ancestors of hobbits. They're smaller than hobbits, yeah. and they they live in the woods. They live in little logs and stuff. Oh, they, they hide li- in the trees. It's just so funny because it's such a good heightening of everything I loved about hobbits. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you want you want little people who live in a hole and eat bread and mind their business. Well, guess what? These are even littler people, mm. and they live in a log, <laughs> and they never even let other people see them. They do not wish to be perceived. They don't. And that's why that's why you identify with them. I do. I identify with the, the instinct to hide when when other people come around. Yeah. And famously on birthdays, you used to run and hide when people and would live in a, your happy birthday. And live in a log. Like, yeah. that makes total sense to me. Like, I would 100% live in a log if I didn't have a house. And um, eating snails, I get it. Yeah, they, I've eaten snails before, actually. They mash their snails. They don't mash the snails. You have no evidence. There's a scene snails. where there's snails on a table, and then there's like a lady who is mashing, mashing something, something in like a, bowl, a like a mortar and pestle. A mortar and pestle, and it just really looks like they're mashing snails. And she's like trying to tell the main Harfoot to like not. I think she was. It was Marigold, and she's telling her daughter Nori, who is her daughter. For it some reason, daughter, I okay. thought maybe she wasn't um, for a minute, but like because there's. I don't know. The structure of their village was not immediately clear to me. But on the fourth viewing, yeah, yeah. I can now confirm that that is her mother. <laughs> but, and she's just trying to tell her to like um, not, you know, yeah. not have your head in the clouds. Stay here and be small with the Harfoots. As the hobbits, that is the hobbits way. Hobbits yeah. are not supposed to be. Gandalf was Come. labeled a disturber of the peace. Yes. By the hobbits. That's because true. he came around and led people off into adventures. Yes. That um, was literally what they said, too. They didn't lead them off into adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they're, uh, but you should he, sit John, here and mash snails with John, your family. Sean thought she was mashing up snails. But I think they were going to shuck the snails. Because it seems like they eat the snails the way they eat oysters. There were a few seasons, seasons, scenes with uh, mortar and pestle. Yeah, well, if you're trying to give people... This is the thing I loved about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Because I feel like when you... Um, have a village scene like that. There are certain things that always need to be happening in the background to like create mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Mortal and pestle being a classic thing for people mm-hmm. to be like doing with their hands. And it's also an easy thing. You just yeah. get one of those. And it's like making a drink, yeah. like making a cocktail in a scene. It's like, no, this, you're a peasant in a village, so you're going to use mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> But in Monty Python, the joke about that was someone was always throwing a cat against a wall in the background <laughs> and it was going <laughs> which I enjoyed as a hilarious jape 
about how silly some of that stuff yeah. is. Well, I'm sure a cat wouldn't be so. I wouldn't be. Ha- I wouldn't be happy if it were like really a cat being yeah, thrown yeah, against sure. a wall as a as a example of like a daily chore somebody's doing. Yeah. Get anyway. out here and throw your cats against the wall. Okay, so we talked about Rings of Power for like a solid five minutes there, just about. Okay. I feel like that's a good segue into um, the talking rings about of what's happening in the ring um, the, the, of wrestling power. The rings of wrestling. The rings yeah. of power. The, what's, what's the rings on? of the mega powers. Um, the mega powers was a tag team of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. In the oh, wow. And then, they, then the mega powers exploded when they, when they had a match. Like a nuclear weapon that had been mishandled or something? Sort of. They were just too powerful. There was too much power too between much them, and, power? They, and Macho Man got jealous of Hogan. Even though Macho Man was the champion, wait, but it was, so the they jealousy was exploded? over. Well, no, not oh. physically. Oh, not I thought you meant like they literally exploded because there was too much power. Yeah, well, that's the idea. Uh. Like they're they're super saiyans or something, but they're no, they didn't literally explode. Uh-huh. But there's their auras, you know, that there's just too much. Well, what happened in this moment? Tell me. Well, it's just that. So they were like, what physically happened? They had a wrestling match. Oh, okay. But they referred like they to turned it. Turned on each other. Well, Macho Man Randy Savage's manager slash love interest was really his wife, and then later on on the show they became like a couple as well. Yeah. But she was his manager, Miss Elizabeth, and um, Macho Man was the the champion, and they he had been teaming up with Hulk Hogan, who had helped him win the championship uh-huh. against some heels. And so he, uh, they had been like working together, but then like Hogan had been getting maybe a little too close to Miss Elizabeth for ah. Macho Man's liking. And so he started to get jealous and then got, went back to being the, the dastardly heel that he had been. Um, and then they had a, they had a match at WrestleMania five. Macho Man won the title at WrestleMania four. They teamed up and main evented the first SummerSlam in between against the Mega Bucks. It was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Mega Bucks being, uh, wow. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Andre the Giant. And then uh-huh. at WrestleMania 5, the Mega Powers exploded when Randy Savage defended the WWF title against um, Hulk Hogan. Okay, so when you say the Mega Powers exploded, it just means they had a wrestling match. It's, yes, a regular wrestling match. It wasn't some kind of like event. No, was like... There, nor was there any sort of crazy gimmick match. Okay. It just was a very regular wrestling match. I got excited because when you say it exploded, I thought maybe they did a thing where it was like, the lights are going crazy. There's yeah. too much power. It's exploding. I would have loved that if they had an exploding barbed wire death match or something or even yeah. just something that silly. One time TNA had a uh, an electrified cage match mm. where it was clear that like the people would just touch the cage and be like, Ugh. you yeah. know, there was like, <laughs> it's very silly. That is fun. Um, well, so what's happening in today wrestling? So it was a big weekend for wrestling. It was a huge weekend for it wrestling. It was a huge weekend for wrestling. They had on Friday, or not Friday, on Saturday afternoon was WWE Clash of the Castle. The Cash at the Castle, ladies Cash and gentlemen. Cash at the Castle. That was their first like big UK stadium pay-per-view. Yeah, how was it? We've been talking years. about this yeah, for yeah. a lot. And I was almost going to watch it, but then I just looked up the results afterwards to make sure I yeah, didn't yeah. miss anything big you, for me. For Sasha me. Banks. You wanted to see the I Sasha wanted to Banks see if was. Sasha Banks came, which... Yeah, yeah. Which should we say? Sasha Banks and Naomi watched. They did. Would not. They were not at the. No, they weren't there. They weren't there. Not mentioned. But I did see on Instagram Sasha Banks posting with like a weed CBD. Yeah, she's selling crystals and shit now. Yeah, she's really after your own heart. She really is. She's like, you know what? 
I'm not going back to wrestling. I'm going to sell CBD and crystals. Yeah. And do that kind of stuff. And, and she had a whole I'm photo like, shoot about it too. It was great. Yeah. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. She's um, really living it up. And then I also saw, I did Google it because I was Googling to see if I missed it. And um, Triple H did say that the time is not right or that the time is like, he hopes, he says something like, oh yeah, there was a breakdown in communication there. And the thing about breakdowns in communications, it can take a while to repair and like, you know, figure out like he said something about her where he's like she's clearly super talented and can do anything she wants and right now she just needs to decide what she wants to do mm. and so making it sound like the door was open for her to come back but yeah, I'm like sure there is i mean they wouldn't not want her to come back she's a draw so yeah um but he kind of also it was also weird just because it like it made it sound like it was all her decision and i was like Hmm, I wonder how much of that is true just because I doubt that WWE would be like, or I doubt the Triple H at this point would be like, we don't want her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I didn't I didn't see that. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, you no. You scooped me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I threw you off, I threw you off uh, your game uh, uh, in the, at oh. the top. What do I... Oh, what no. Do I, where do I it's go? like I got up on stage and told all your jokes before you can oh, even God, start that talking. That would be so mean. No, but we're talking about Clash at the Castle and just saying that Sasha Clash Banks the wasn't Clash. there. Yeah, she wasn't there, nor was Naomi. Um, but it was a good show regardless. It was yeah. only six matches, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a lot of matches, and therefore everything had like a lot of time. Um, How long did it take? It, it was like a three-hour show, but you know, if you... I watched it live, but if I had like you know, watched it uh, after the fact. If I was like fast forwarding, I'm sure I could have finished it and just and watched like every minute of every match, mm-hmm. but fast forwarded to everything else. I probably would have been able to finish it in like two hours. Yeah. Um, but it was a good, uh, maybe two and a half. I don't know, but, but it was a good show. Um, they had Oscar, uh, uh, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair versus Bailey, Io Sky and Dakota Kai, who now have an, a group name. Damage control. Ooh, yeah. I don't. Do they know, have a song? I don't. I, I missed their entrance, but I don't. Oh, um, but I don't you know. Don't care about women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just i I was on Peacock and I went onto. I apparently had gone onto the pre-show and I thought I was live, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it didn't just switch over. So it, it just didn't. So I was playing the pre-show. So I was like, oh, it's not starting for a while. And then, uh, so my friend texted me and said that it was live and the matches mm-hmm. were on, and I realized I was in the wrong show. Uh oh. Um, but also, yeah, I don't care about women's wrestling. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm a famous sexist. Yeah. Um, but but it was uh, they they opened the show and uh, Bailey. It was a good match, but then they did that thing that WWE likes to do a lot, uh, which is a totally valid thing. But they just do it a lot, where it's like blank has pinned the blank champion, mm-hmm. so Bailey has pinned the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. So mm-hmm. Bailey pinned, which is good. You want Bailey's group to see, and they already lost the women's tag team title match, which is weird. Uh, mm-hmm. and so they needed a big win and they got it. That's good. Um, but it was good to open the show because then you get like a fun opener because otherwise that match could be like there are story implications, but it's better to open the show so it's not following something that had like a title on the line or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. And then we had, I think my favorite match in the show, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title. Oh boy. That's right. And they, those boys beat the hell out of each other. They were oh, chopping no. away and, it was a great oh, match, no. um, and then Sheamus came up short. I really thought that they were gonna pull the trigger there, but they Gunther won, which actually is good because it means I think they have like a plan for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
The crowd gave Seamus a standing ovation, which I teared up at. That was nice. Oh, because uh, they're in the UK. Yeah. That's and nice. uh, this guy, so Gunther's team, so it used to be Walter, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner, and now they all have different names. They're Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Mm. So they took this guy, Giovanni Vinci, out of the thing, like out of their group when they brought them from NXT to SmackDown, and it was just Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser, and then... Now on this show, they brought back Giovanni Vinci, so he's back with their group. Wow, real access uh, yeah, of wrestling. Yeah, I think he had like a little like Get model gimmick. No, I remember, yeah, because the yeah. yeah they're the okay. access powers. Um, yep, yeah, but uh, German, sure Italian, and Austrian. Yeah, not good. Um, just want to make sure you knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they um, uh, they had that match and uh it was well he's back with him i think he had like a male model gimmick or something in nxt and that's that's just all gone mm. um which is fine because they have different male models on smackdown so mm. it wouldn't really have worked um but that happened and i think pete dunn is pete dunn again in all but name he's still named butch but i think he's wrestling and dressing like pete dunn again so his character seems to be back to normal um, so he's, he's not done a little, he's with not a little, Butch. Yeah, he's not a little scrappy-do newsy anymore mm. with his little newsy hat over his hair bun. So he's got a little pokey head. Um, and, uh, so it bothered you, his pokey head? It just was a little silly that he was wearing the hat over the little hair bun. Um, he just refused to do anything but a top knot. Mm. Uh, and he's, uh, I think, because he was the bruiser weight Pete done before, but now he, maybe he should be the butcher weight. Oh, is that a thing? Well, I don't know, but Bruiserweight was a play on Cruiserweight, which he was oh. like the size of a you know a smaller wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't. I guess I don't know the weights. Yeah, well, a Cruiserweight is actually kind of not really that small. I don't think as a person, but theoretically, they're small for like wrestlers. Because um, in WCW, a Cruiserweight was like somebody who weighed in like two twenty five ish, which is a pretty big person. Yeah, that's If you're like 225 big. pounds of muscle, that, but like everybody, Hulk Hogan was like 300 pounds or whatever, so it's like yeah. small. But then now that a lot of wrestlers are a little smaller, they changed it to 205 pounds. And Pete Dunne never really wrestled as a cruiserweight there, but he just called himself the bruiserweight. Mm. But now like the butcher weight could be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, why but, not? But anyway, they had a great match, Gunther and uh, and Sheamus. Uh, so I was surprised he didn't win. Um but Gunther is great, and he's also a big... He was big in, like, the UK. And then the crowd was very heavily... It's probably the only time I would have ever rooted for Sheamus over. And I like Sheamus, okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, I love Walter, formerly Walter. And you know what's funny about this show? Michael Cole was great. Michael Cole usually has been, like... Like, you can tell he's been freed as a commentator. Because uh-huh. he can acknowledge things. Like, he's bringing up facts outside of WWE. Mm. The crowd was chanting, Walter... And Aww. he was like, they're the WWE universe acknowledging Gunther's past. And it's like Vince McMahon Aww. never would have allowed you to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, so it's just like everybody's freer to be creative or like, you know what I mean? To do to yeah. be like natural at least. It doesn't and feel so just, scripted. Yeah. And... and it's just like to do those little natural things. It's just like you don't have to like go off on a tangent. You just like say it. And then, mm-hmm. then it just like proves that you're connected to reality in a way that like Vince McMahon's WWE was so divorced from reality. Yeah. That it like... They're in the it, same world as you and I. Yeah, it made it feel so insane. Yeah, um, whereas Vince McMahon, it felt like a separate... It just felt like you are being gaslit all the time. Yeah, it felt like he was building a separate reality fully. Yeah, and he was like, what are you talking about? That never... What? Yeah. You know, these people have never met before, and it's like, they were a tag team for 20 years. It's like, <laughs> no, they don't know each other. Yeah. There's Butch. Butch? You don't know. Butch was... Pete Dunne is not real. 
No, yeah. Butch is a different guy. <laughs> and they would do shit like that all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. what do you... This is on the same channel as the show where he was Pete Dunn. Uh-huh. He was Pete Dunn two days ago. Yeah. On your website, on your TV show. Like, no, he's not. It's really... Yeah, watching WWE was basically just being gaslit constantly. Um, It'd be like if the guy who plays Eldron showed up later and he was playing like Aragorn and we're like, what? And and Amazon's like, don't worry about it. That's a different guy. It's Aragorn. He's from the yeah. movies. And we're like, he's not even supposed to be alive at this time. And they're like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about Shh. it. No, what are you even talking about? I don't even, what movies? Yeah, they grab our faces yeah, and shush like, Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Go to sleep now. What are you in, why are you in my house? <laughs> Just watch more Amazon Prime. Just watch um, Amazon Prime and go to sleep. Yeah. Here, I'll put on auto renew for you. Yeah. Um anyway, that's uh that was a great match. And then they had a little Edge Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor and Damian Priest, which was Edge's group, and now mm. Edge and Rey Mysterio uh had a little fun match against them. And then Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's son, turns on Edge after the match. What? And then he attacks Rey Mysterio, and it's probably <gasps> the best Dom has ever looked. He turned on his own yeah. father? and then he walked out. His and own then, father? Yeah, and then he took his shirt off for the first time on WWE TV, <gasps> I think. He betrayed his father and took his shirt off. Yeah, disrespect the traditions of shirt of wearing a shirt. Oh, he also has like a mullet, which was funny because it was like... This is the only thing from their last show in 1992 that has returned. He's gone, prod- he's gone prodigal. Yeah, and it's it's um I kind of wanted to do a gimmick where he's dirty Dom. He's got a mullet and he's like a scumbag and he's like yeah. I don't do high flying like my and father he's like, does. I don't like my father. Yeah, well he should because he's way bigger than Rey Mysterio, so he should be doing a thing where he's like just gets all jacked and is like I don't do moon salts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just beat people up. And I don't care about my father's traditions or whatever. Like that would be great, but it's yeah. kind of weird because he never really had to like develop, you know, because he is Rey Mysterio's son, so he just has always been on TV in a prominent yeah. spot, and he's clearly talented. But it, it would be probably good for him to have to go through like NXT like everybody else, yeah, um, so he can like develop a character. But he looked really good at this show. I mean, he's, you know, it would just be like it would just be good to develop him a little more. It but, sounds like that's what they're trying to do right now. Yeah, I think it is what they're trying. But in most people. Don't do it like on the main show. They like mm. have to do, but it's fine. It should be fine. Well, he's a um, nepo baby. This is what nepo is. babies get to do. They yeah. don't have to work it out uh, on the on the yeah. side show. They get to have their first acting job be Euphoria, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Actually, don't know. Or Actually, don't know. No, Maude Apatow's first acting gig would have been her father's movies. When yeah, she yeah, was a yeah. Kid. So never mind. Um, who was but in Euphoria? The only person Maude I know Apatow. that. Oh, she was in that. Okay, she's in that. Yeah, as I was gonna say, the only person I know from that show is Zendaya, and I don't, I don't think no, she no, was no, no, a no. famous. But Maude Apatow has a main main lead child. role in it. Oh, okay, and, um, yeah, yeah. We all know why, because she's good at her job. But why is she good at her job? Because her dad's a director. It's also easier, I think, to be like chill about it when you like aren't like okay i moved across country i have nothing well you don't uh, have to like do any have, of that yeah exactly you don't, you you don't can have just to focus move. you don't it. have to ha- work a job you don't, you don't have, have to, to work a job all day and then you don't be have super to tired. network and scam your way yeah. into the rooms where people make decisions because your dad's already making those decisions yeah exactly <laughs> it's just a much easier road yeah. um anyway that's not your fault anyway so he's a nepo baby and he's, he's gonna, baby he's gonna yeah. work out his character on the main show yeah so that'll be interesting and then they had Seth freaking Rollins versus Matt Riddle, who was Riddle, but he's now he's Matt Riddle again. 
and he uh, they had a great match, and Seth Rollins is calling him a goddamn loser. And I found wow. out the thing that you asked me about Matt Riddle last week. Oh, the horny thing. Yeah, I, had I think there were some sexts to some some girl. Or maybe not sexts, but maybe I don't know. There were uh, there were texts about sex. I don't know if they were like what you would consider sexts, but they were like he was. Talking about a lot of horny stuff, and it was uh, so just like, but it was like to his ex or somebody. Sex. I don't know. It was, it just wasn't that thing where you were like trying to. It was well, just, what's I don't the know. thing that makes him horny that's gross? Uh, it wasn't necessarily gross, it just is like a lot. We found out a lot of this stuff about like Matt Riddle, but he, I think he was talking oh. about being bi-, bi or something, and he was oh. just like, Yeah, it was just uh, it was like a girl he was dating, I think it was somebody he was cheating on his ex wife with or something, mm. and I think she released the tech. I should be very clear that I didn't do a lot of research. On this. I was going to say, you don't um, even seem to know the juicy details. But it was some, something like that. And it's also interesting because Seth Rollins had actually previously, he was engaged pre-Becky Lynch. This is years ago. This is like uh-huh. 2015. When he was like in his first like world title reign, he uh, was engaged to a non-wrestler. And then it came out that he had been cheating on her with, a female wrestler, not Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch was like much later uh, after all this. And then so his Twitter account then tweeted out naked pictures of himself and the girl he had cheated with. Oh, and I remember it was connected this. to the WWE Twitter, like the WWE Twitter and Instagram accounts would just like auto retweet oh, him. Oh, wow. So yeah. then their things were retweeting and reposting naked pictures of him and this girl and this other uh-huh. wrestler. Um, and so it seems like his fiance like logged into his twitter and started posting naked pictures of the people involved which is that's fucked up that's pretty fucked up yeah um so uh so it was two people who's just two horny guys whose sex have been made public um oh it was guys it was him and matt riddle oh oh wait not texting each other no 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 no. but it was just like this match you know between sorry i keep trying to circle around figuring out what the juicy details of the matt riddle text oh yeah you don't don't know know them so that's why i keep uh it was actually kind of hard to find um because it was when i looked up for it on twitter it was just people it was a thing where it was just people talking about it yeah yeah, yeah. and it was hard to find like an article that was about it and Mm -hmm. um um yeah, so yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's just weird to read. So I was just like, it's a lot. Oh, you were respecting his boundaries? I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> it does feel weird, especially when it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't need to have seen this. This is like, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I respect that about you. It's not an impulse I share, but I, I greatly yeah, respect. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, I mean, usually I curiosity. I still that. looked at them, but. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, he did. Oh, I see. He but just I felt bad. Tell me and about then I them. stopped looking at them. He just doesn't want to tell me about them. I see yeah. how it is. Well, I looked at some of them, but he was just like talking about loving, loving cock and pussy. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know what, what, what do you want me to say on this thing? It's kind of, it's pretty <laughs> blue, you know? I mean, it's. I just thought there would be anyway if that's all there is he was i think is. he was it was something like i just want to fuck you in front of people oh and see, have you this is fuck a specific, in front of people okay if, so you, public like, yeah yeah voyeurism. yeah okay see, i also is, didn't say so here's the, the thing words i was looking it's for. not so much it's just that i couldn't really remember what it's and i don't want to i don't want to misquote his sex yeah you no, know i get it you don't this wanna, is our this is our tvma i get episode. it um but it was, uh, yeah, it was just a lot. Um, yeah, I get it. And, but yeah, it was just two guys who loved to sex, going at it, just beating mm-hmm. the hell out of each other. And they had a fantastic match. 
Mm-hmm. And um, the story was basically that he, like Seth Rollins was like giving him shit about it. Uh, and he called him a goddamn loser a couple times. And then Seth Rollins won, but they had a great match. And uh, and then I think it was the main event. And then it was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which was another great match. And they had a lot of, uh, a lot of big moments, a lot of near falls. Um, and then a thing that I had kind of called, not on the podcast, but realized yeah. I didn't bet on it. Um, but there's this guy, Solo Sokoa, who was in NXT, and he's the younger brother of the Usos, and oh. therefore a younger cousin of Roman Reigns. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I wonder if he'll debut at Clash of the Castle and help him retain against McIntyre. And so they had a thing where McIntyre clearly like had the match won, and then this mm. guy, Solo Sokoa, comes out and like pulls the referee out of the ring. And distracts McIntyre long enough for Roman Reigns to beat him. Oh, wow. Uh, and so Roman Reigns won again. And you to, claim to have uh, called this, eh? I just called it in my wrestling group text. I was like, I wonder if this will happen. Oh. And then... Uh, so there might be a text somewhere that confirms this. I see. Yeah, I see. it's buried in there with well, Matt Riddle's you, uh, when sex. You, when you find that piece of evidence, we can sign you up for the credit. I like how I haven't built up enough of a track record of calling things on this show to the point where you told me I should be betting on things. Yeah. That you won't just take my word for it. No, I won't. Well, I don't think... I, it's not that I don't. It's that I think our audience shouldn't. Sure. Because if you've been denying them sweet calls like that... I didn't think of it before... They should be upset. I thought of it post-podcast, pre-paper. Pre, well, then you need to get the mic out when you have a thought like that. And Record add- it. Bring it in to me. I'll upload it and do the production stuff. And, All then, right. and then upload a bonus episode that's 15 seconds of you just saying whatever new thought you have. Hi, everybody. Um, we can letter them. Episode 27A. Also, here's an update on Matt Riddle's sexts. Yeah. Um, the appendices. Yes. It's like the Lord of the Rings where there's the append- Yeah. It goes back to who Matt Riddle it's hooked up with. It's a whole separate podcast that's just the appendices. And in the third age, Matt Riddle... <laughs> hooked up with this girl that he met uh anyway sounds like clash of the castle went well it did go well and here's the thing so tyson fury is this british boxer i guess Uh and he has previously worked some wwe shows he's also i don't know what's going on with this guy i've seen a lot of things where he has been going on some very like super christian hardcore homophobic transphobic oh no aggress- something about i really like violently bad stuff oh no that he has said and then i think he, i've read some stuff where he tried to be like oh i didn't believe that or something but it was like i don't know if this explanation makes sense it's that thing where they just start explaining something but it's like not making any sense because nobody wants to actually admit fault mm-hmm. or they haven't actually learned anything or whatever so i don't know the last time i saw anything like that was like five years ago maybe he's learned something i doubt it Anyway, he was all over this show, uh, and they mentioned him a lot because he's like British, and I guess he's like, I don't know if he's actually friends with Drew McIntyre or whatever, but he was like supportive of him, and it was this thing where I was like, man, this guy sucks, and then Austin Theory comes out, who is now Austin Theory again. Mm-hmm. He was Austin Theory, then he was Theory, oh, yes. now he's officially Austin Theory again. Mm-hmm. So he comes out with the money in the bank briefcase to cash it in, and so truly one of the, it was a tremendous moment. Uh, where he comes in, Tyson Fury is sitting in the audience next to like where the bell, like mm-hmm. the timekeeper is. And so t- uh, Austin Theory, I'm going to call him Anthony Theory. Anthony Theory comes <laughs> out. It's spelled, 
with an I at the end. Yeah. He's <laughs> Italian. Theory. Anthony Theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, Tyson Fury's right next to him. And so he's going to like give the guy his, his briefcase to cash it in. And Tyson Fury just, you don't even see him there, just reaches out and knocks him out. Oh no! And uh, and to the crowd's like adulation, like and it was oh. incredible. It was actually incredible. It was like the best babyface turn because nobody wants Austin Theory to like win. Uh-huh. So it was a great moment. Where it was like, oh yeah, he he he's a babyface now. Uh-huh. He saved it. But then he kind of turned heel at the end again when he came out to celebrate with Drew. So Drew McIntyre loses. Mm-hmm. But WWE a lot. Of t- I th- I think they like don't. They kind of like want to do their have their cake and eat it too. So it's like mm-hmm. he lost, but they're like, well, he's going to celebrate anyway with the crowd. And so I thought because Sheamus lost, uh, Drew McIntyre would win. Mm-hmm. And initially I thought maybe if Drew McIntyre didn't win, Sheamus would be like the consolation prize, but neither mm-hmm. one did. Wow. And I think, I guess even under Triple H in WWE, nobody wins in their hometown. Mm-hmm. It's the tradition stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tyson Fury comes out to like celebrate with him and he starts singing Miss American Pie. Uh. he just like sings a lot mm-hmm. of the song and i was like all right he's a heel and this is very weird even drew mcintyre seemed to not know what to do mm-hmm. and then he started to try to sing sweet caroline or something because he was like i don't know what i'm doing here mm-hmm. but here we are um and uh it was just weird i did see some tweet or something where somebody was like this is classic tyson fury a lot of people clearly don't know him and like we know and so i guess he sings after fights mm-hmm. if he is tyson if you're doing that my note just stop i guess mm-hmm. it wasn't i don't know or maybe if you like, like it we have a few notes for this Tyson if you fella. like it you know i guess there's worse things you could be doing and saying after the match so maybe singing miss american yeah, pie I feel is like fine we have a lot of things we should talk to this guy yeah. about yeah some other notes as well uh a lot of, we got yeah. a lot of problems with you yeah we um but hey you know what he knocked out austin theory anthony theory and uh theory. anthony theory and uh you know he's it was a night of stuff but yeah no oh and oh my god i forgot Shayna baszler and Liv morgan smackdown women's title Liv morgan being a good scrappy underdog baby face um she had a nice little match with Shayna baszler who really should be like literally killing people in the ring but Liv morgan won but i think they're gonna do a thing because They've already had Ronda Rousey being like Shayna used to be like a killer, and mm-hmm. now you're like not anymore. And I think, and so I think they're gonna have maybe Shayna Baszler like re-study under like the Ronda Rousey learning tree or something, and then maybe oh. they'll have a match eventually after she gets learning her killer tree. instinct back. Yeah, and that would be great. Um, Is the learning tree like um, a skills tree in an RPG? Yeah, it's like when you you have to decide what if you want to do yeah, melee or yeah. projectile. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Or like strength, or or um, mm-hmm. or health, or uh, or charisma. Magic. Yeah, luck. Yeah. Um, luck. I never do luck in those games. <laughs> I, I want a character that's just luck. He's super weak, <laughs> no magic, but he's so lucky that he just like bosses will faint. Yeah. <laughs> they trip on banana peels yeah. constantly. <laughs> oh no! Oh, this is the Mr. Bean skill. It's the, who's that girl from Deadpool? Isn't that her whole thing that she's really lucky? Oh, Domino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not that she's lucky, it's that she can control odds. Yeah. Right? That's like her thing. Black Cat also does a thing where she like gives you a lack of luck. She makes you unlucky. Mm. Um similarly. But yeah. Um so good show. 
And then, uh, then the next day, they did have an NXT show in the afternoon, which I have not watched all of yet. NXT <sighs> Worlds Collide. Oh, no. It's NXT versus did NXT UK. Did we jump UK. the gun on recording early? We did a little bit. Sorry, everyone. We recorded it early this week because it's Labor Day. So we thought, why not knock it out on Monday afternoon? Yeah. Well, we watched uh, Rings of Power. So and just, we watched Rings of Power. So we got a lot yeah. done today. It's a really productive weekend. It has been. and um, But because of this, we're not ready. Yeah, I didn't. I, I only guess. watched two and a half of the three wrestling shows. This, yeah, I watched the first. The first uh, two matches on NXT Worlds Collide were were good. It was um, the uh, NXT North American Championship, which was NXT versus SmackDown, because mm-hmm. it's not just NXT and NXT UK colliding. It's NXT and other things. Mm-hmm. So NXT and SmackDown was Carmelo Hayes defending against Ricochet, mm-hmm. um, and he retained the North American title. That was a good match. Um, and then, uh, and then there was. The NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Championship Unification match, which mm-hmm. was uh, the Creed Brothers were the NXT Tag Team Champions. This team, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, who I don't know that well, but I think Josh Briggs was in Evolve and Brooks Jensen was the son of WWE guy uh, who was mm-hmm. around a long time ago, Bull Buchanan. Mm. Um, he was fun. We like Bull Buchanan. Okay. Um, and Hi, Bull. And I believe he's his son, and he and the, so they were the UK tag team champions. Neither one is British, um, and they were defending. It was a, an elimination match. It was them, pretty deadly. Who are these like British guys that are like supposed to be like all you know about their appearance and they, mm-hmm. they were little half shirts and stuff. Pretty and deadly. Then, pretty deadly. And then uh, and Gallus was these Scottish guys, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. And so they, so I thought the Creed bro- I thought the Creed brothers were going to win. Um, because well, they kind of pushed the button. Saw pretty good. I thought I Sorry. saw pretty dead, but no. But pretty deadly ended up winning because they they unified the NXT and NXT UK tag team titles. And this is the thing I've said, I guess, twice on this podcast. NXT UK is done after this show, mm-hmm, so all those yeah. titles are now going to be like retired. And it's going to be NXT Europe. Yes. Europa. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and so the NXT UK. NXT NXT Europe is a very. It's it's a big dance party in here. It's if you come in, you must do the sex. You must do the sex. There's free LSD in the back. Yes, and we will have. Oh God, I'm just gonna do a crawl show joke, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> we will have a little bit of chocolate. Oh <laughs> for yeah, that's lunch, it. yeah, yeah. I love it. And then oh. have a cigarette. Have a cigarette. Have a cigarette. And taking the street life. Yeah. Um, I was also gonna make the joke of like, so the NXT Europe is coming. The UK has to leave. Nah, that was your joke. I yeah. liked that joke. Um, Next it. And so we've got that. So, but the rest of the show, I'm sure, is what fun. What was the other Brexit joke you made recently that we you were told me to at? googs it? So you're Goog- saying to Google it, but you're saying googs it. Oh, yeah. And I said, is that when Google left the European Union? Oh, yeah. That was good. Googs I, it. I got you with that. <laughs> I did. I cackled. Yeah. Anyway. Caught you off guard with that one. You did. I wasn't expecting anyone to get cleverer than me saying "googs it." Yeah, but you did. Um, okay. And you know so, what? Are, what? Are, is that is that all that happened in WWE this weekend? There. Oh, I was just gonna a few like little. Oh, okay. Yeah. Continue. Um, or maybe there's one. Two I'm other just gonna quick do things. a segue for you, but if you don't two need other a segue quick yet, well, wait. Just a note that if Gunther had been called up like six months later than he was he would still be called Walter and he would have his old music. So Gunther's like entrance music is fine. It's still kind mm-hmm. of like a classical-ish thing, but it was that like famous classical sign. It was like much to know what he had before. It's like hard to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also 
heavy rumors that Braun Strowman is coming back possibly tonight on Raw or Uh-oh. you know this week on Raw. So by the time you listen to this, he may be back, and we didn't cover it. We suck at news. We suck at news. I also don't know anything about Braun Strowman's sexts. Um, Wait, he has sex? I don't know. I maybe oh. he did have a Tinder account that people found, and it was like I like steaks and lifting weights, and it was like it was like I do. They really think it was him. I mean, maybe it was a fake one. I don't know. I mean, but, I would imagine it would probably be somebody catfishing or something. Maybe, but, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, he's. Uh, I he think a lot of back. celebrities get taken off of Tinder because Tinder thinks they're catfishing. Yeah. Well, don't they have like celebrity dating apps for celebrities? They do, but I. Th- like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, can't you get a screener for those good. or something? In your job, you get screeners all the time. Can't you get a free access to the celebrity dating app? You would think that, but no. Hi, my client, we want our client to get laid. And yeah. we want to see. Yeah, that's also a great pitch for the celebrity dating app. Uh, let our reporter into the celebrity yeah, dating yeah. app because she wants to see all the celebrities dating profiles. Yeah, she wants to see what they're kinks are and what and we assume you the celebrity dating app would love to provide us that service right yeah 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 their number one thing probably being privacy at all costs yeah which it is like you can't you can't even look at it if you're not like in yeah in i'm sorry are you in or not Mm -hmm. i don't think you are although there are i have heard like there's always a stories about guys who you see on who girls see on raya and all those apps Um, it's raya again the celebrity dating app. Oh, that's the one. See, I don't even know. That's how unfamous I am. Well, I hear it gets referenced a lot in like Reddit t- threads and Twitter threads and mm. stuff because people will be like, oh, I saw their Raya profile. If Reddit's that close to it, I feel like they have to move on to something else now. Well, it's just like in celebrity gossip circles, people yeah, yeah. mention seeing so-and-so on Raya. It's sad that celebrities still have to do dating apps for each other. Yeah. Like Jack Quaid was on Raya for a while, Aww. I think. He might still be for all I know. Uh, um Obviously, there's no one who's like, he's not on Raya anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to be like, I saw Jack Quaid on Raya. Jack Quaid was on Raya. And then who else did I see? I think, I feel like Ben Affleck was on Raya at one point or another. Wow. Yeah. It's like, sometimes it's like really famous guys, but it's like Tinder. So you don't necessarily see everybody. You know what I mean? It's funny because you would recognize everyone. <laughs> yeah. But it's like not everybody's <laughs> famous on Raya. It's just like people who've been approved because I think it. How do you get approved? So, from what I understand... First, we have to break up. (laughs) From what I understand, first of all, there's no Raya Android app, so I can't even... I'm not even... Wow. It's already exclusionary. Yeah. It's so discriminatory that even I can't get on it. Secondly, I think... I think I heard someone say once, are you downloading it? I'm I'm just going to look and see if it's in the app store. little jerk anyway how, i just want to see is it wait how do you spell it <laughs> it's r r a y a r a i put r e a r a y a i heard R-A-Y-A. someone say rayman yeah rayman rayman i'm just gonna I, play rayman all right i'm gonna let you do your little bit raya there it is okay are you gonna do it no why would i, I do it i just want to see know, who was there because you interrupted me to do that okay, sorry i thought it was pretty it's silent okay. you called me out on it anyway what were you saying no, it's fine. I was just saying that I heard someone say once that that it's able to when you download the app see who's in your phone um book. Yeah, what, I think a lot of members. apps can do the, the Yeah, but I mean like it, it part of what determines whether you get accepted because you've just Oh, submit, wow, it looks it's like Is mm. it like looks through your contacts mm. and sees if you have basically like other people who are on Raya. 
Oh, okay. That's um, and absolutely so terrifying. Yeah, I know. But I mean, this is just something I saw someone say. I don't know if that actually is yeah, true. Are you on the list? It wouldn't me surprise see. me, though. Who because, are your friends? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because it would prevent you from getting like one-off, you know, like randoms. Yeah, if yeah. If you had somebody who's like... But also, again, like not everybody on Rhea is famous from what I understand. I assume there's a lot of people who are like influencers and stuff. That's yeah. stupid. It's probably um, like 90% that. Yeah, it's probably 90%. And then Ben like, Affleck when he's drunk. Yeah, like PR people, influencers, like, I don't know. Anyway, we're not welcome in places like that. No, we're but, just Harfoots. Yeah, we're just Harfoots. Speaking of scrappy little nobodies, uh, what's going on in AEW this week? Well, they had AEW All Out. Yeah. Which I saw in a movie theater, which was funny. Oh. I saw it at Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. They played the pre-show and everything. And it's a then, harrowing tale, though. And then like 90% of the way through, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Lionheart Chris Jericho, having a great match. Like 90% of the way through, Danielson's got him in a submission hold. And then on the screen, it comes up with the Roku notification that says, are you still watching this channel? In thirty sec in the thirty second countdown, and it's like it'll we're gonna turn off the channel and go back home if you're not watching. And everybody <laughs> starts screaming, like, stop hit yes. Yeah. And then it gets to the thirty seconds and it stops. And then it stops for like it's it just goes to a Roku home screen for oh like ten God. minutes. Um and people are exiting the theater. Somebody goes outside of the theater and just yells, Does anybody work here? <laughs> and we could not find anybody. And then I think somebody found like a bartender or something and they were like, Oh, I gotta find somebody. And then they were and then they finally somebody we see them going through it. They had to go back and they, first of all they go to like different apps. It was already on the right app. Mm-hmm. And they start like scrolling through apps and it was like, no, no, it's the fight. It was like as comical yeah. as it could be. And then they go into the fight app. And then I think they go back out. Then they go back in again. And then they almost go to the wrong show. And then they have to go to the purchase shit. So it was just literally like somebody's personal Roku that they charge tickets for, which I don't even know is legal. You know what, John, not to put pressure on you in retrospect, but that sounded like a real opportunity for you as a former tech to step up and save the day with your skills. That's true. Well, it was already projecting. It just literally needed to log back into somebody's Roku. Um, yeah, that's excuse true. me, I'm a tech. I used to tech uh, improv comedy shows and sketch comedy shows. Uh, well, this is what I mean. Like, yeah, you stand up like that, and then you look at where the booth is, and you're like, Let me find out where this booth is. I see it. I'm going in. And then you climb up there. There were so many wrestling nerds in there i'm sure somebody else had tech experience <laughs> i mean i'm sure everybody there has pat bear was two rows back he yeah was... i was gonna yeah pat, i'll do it however uh, if pat bear had been there he definitely would have done exactly what i just described yeah yeah i'll do it <laughs> um but yeah uh so that was fun and then it starts playing again and then it plays for like a minute and then they exit back out of the app again oh my god <laughs> We'll freak out again. We've missed we've missed the end of the match. And because it, this is a room full of wrestlers, I first people were joking and I was like, oh, yeah, watch it on the stream or something. And then I realized quickly that like none of these wrestling fans should be encouraged to like start throwing out jokes. And it's like uh-huh. real not funny stuff. And then somebody immediately, immediately the show, the show has been off for like maybe one minute. And they're like, oh, Jericho won. And they just what? spoil the end. What? And it was just like, what? And so uh, so, I, so I didn't see the end of that. Jericho apparently cheated to be Brian Danielson. 
Um, and then so we, but then we get back in time for the for the House of Black versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro, mm-hmm. and then we get through the rest of the show with that, which is only that and one other match um, without an issue. But it was really funny. No one offered anybody anything. Uh, uh, it sounds like no, they should They weren't even supposed to be selling tickets to this. I think they probably were not because it was like I know Regal does it uh, with pay per views and stuff, but I know that like they'll advertise like AEW will like advertise that. And mm-hmm. I've never seen them advertise Alamo Draft House, but it was very it just was very funny that it it does seem a little suspect that it was just a guy's personal yeah. Roku or whatever. And they just and like maybe bought they, the paper. Maybe when they license it they give them login stuff. It might be like a screener type thing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they give you their own little login for it. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, maybe what it is. Yeah, but that does stink though. It was really and it was so because it was clearly just no one was up there. Yeah, because uh, I mean it was like a four, it was like a five-hour show with the pre-show, so yeah, it was a long, but it was nice to watch it at Alamo Draft House because you could like order food and like yeah, you know, you got you had all you your could, Coke Zeros, you got all I got up, two Coke Zeros, Coke Zeros, that's right, and some I know because you came home all like wild and crazy. I know, it was nuts. Um, but it was a great show. The pre-show was really good. Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii was everything I wanted it to be. They just chopped the shit out of each other and did a lot of crazy did the wrestling fans in the movie theater cheer yeah we were the, I, it wasn't like super like i watched a couple wwe pay-per-views in like 2013 at the sports bar that mm-hmm. a couple of friends of mine found a couple of friends of mine found and i watched SummerSlam. i remember distinctly watching SummerSlam 2013 and i think battleground 2013 mm-hmm. which was the cody rhodes and gold dust versus the shield mm-hmm. um and i remember watching more than those two, but those two specifically, it was this big, packed sports bar, and it felt like being at a wrestling show because mm-hmm. like everybody was like yelling and cheering. Yeah. With the movie theater, people would make some noise. People were talking. We were talking freely, like myself and my friends that were that was there mm-hmm. with. But it wasn't like yeah, yeah. But I mean, there were times when like some crazy thing would happen and people would like cheer and mm-hmm. clap, but it wasn't wasn't all the time. Okay, so you didn't need like a section captain. No, no section captains for this. Because also, the wrestlers can't hear you. So I feel like the section uh-huh. captains are more to like, because they're playing off of you when you're there live. Yeah. And here it's not as important because they're not, you're not messing with their, right. you know, like if you're watching a stand-up show on yeah. a screen, it's not the same. Also, like movie theaters have their own security and stuff, so. Yeah, so I'd have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Excuse me, sir, you can't be a section captain here. You cannot section captain the movie theater. Yeah. But that's, um... Reggie Kingston, you said his name was? Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. That's um, great. Eddie Kingston loves Japanese wrestling, specifically all Japan. Mm. Um, but they were... Not uh, just some Japan. Not just all Japan. Um, he talks about the King's Road a lot. Mm. King's Road style is a style of Japanese wrestling that's like very realistic and like sports-like and they really mm. beat the hell out of each other and it was... They were, like wow. it was a big staple of all Japan, so he yeah. likes that. Um, and so that's basically what they did in this match, and it was great. Uh, and yeah, uh, it was great. And then the paper, the actual pay per view started, and it was uh, yeah, it was really good the whole way through. There were a few things, so there was uh, I did make some notes. Jade Cargill defended the TBS title against Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, mm-hmm. and she came out. Athena had. Her little metal wings that she made that Aww. Jade had previously smashed. She made new ones. And Aww. But then Jade 
smashed through a wall and came out dressed like She-Hulk. So On purpose? It like, was pretty cool, yeah. Like she's trying to be She-Hulk? She was, yeah, no, she was dressed in a She-Hulk costume oh, and wow. was like partially painted green, like a, not like wow. fully painted green, but she had like yeah. green, like glitter and stuff on and it was like, mm-hmm. I think she had like half her face painted and she yeah. was, um. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder if she got any, uh, money for that. Probably not. I mean, Rey Mysterio used to dress like a superhero at every WrestleMania. Yeah. Johnny Gargano used to have, uh, um, a different what the Marvel. laws are on copyright there. That's I think it's okay as long as you're not like I am She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can dress like them. I think that's all right. Hmm. Uh, okay. But yeah, she was clearly dressed like she. That was pretty cool, and they had a fun match. Um, I thought Athena might beat her. It was the first time when I thought Jade could lose, but she didn't. I feel like Jade is just going to be the TBS champion until they're ready to like she's ready to go for the women's world title, mm-hmm. and she'll just like either give up the TBS title or she'll win both of them and then yeah. like give one of the baddies the tbs title mm, the ba- yes the baddies yeah the baddies were good this girl kiara hogan who is one of the baddies was great last night they like pulled athena out of the ring or something or pulled the ref out of the ring or something during the mm. during the match to help jade because uh she was in trouble mm-hmm. and then kiara hogan immediately was like it, to the other baddie she was like it was her idea mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she was uh athena like really threw this other girl into the barricade or she drop kicked her into the barricade really hard and then this girl Kira Hogan she's like no 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 or something and she like <laughs> ran away that's funny <laughs> just, it was very funny um uh but yeah that that was great I had um the acclaimed versus swerve in our glory for the tag team titles oh was a fantastic match there was okay there was a lot of great moments in this there was so the Acclaim do this thing where they'll scissor with their fingers. They'll do this and like they have a whole thing. The, the, they'll say they're scissoring or whatever. Um, huh. And okay. Then, and then uh, this guy, Anthony Bowens, will say to Billy Gunn, scissor me, daddy. Uh, and they'll scissor with the and people like. And so the crowd, okay. a cadence. I can tell you're not into this. The cadence, the cadence of a chant is. Oh, something, something, something. There's, there's oh, a chant yeah. like that. So the crowd starts chanting, "Oh, scissor me, daddy," mm. and they get so into it. Yeah, and it was very exciting. And then at one point they cheer, they chant at uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, "You can't scissor." Clap, clap, mm. clap, clap, clap. That was good. What's your issue with this? With the scissoring? I don't have an issue with it. I'm oh, just yeah. trying to understand. Yeah, it. Yeah, they just do it. I don't know. They just started doing it because I think it's because A's because it looks like an A yeah. and he was doing that and then they just started doing like their two A's together and then it just looks, and then it yeah. just, it looks like scissoring yeah, and they, yeah. so Anthony Bowen yeah. just started calling it scissoring. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but the crowd was so... I've never seen a crowd more joyful mm-hmm. at a chant when they started chanting Oh, scissor me, daddy. And mm-hmm. they started like when they were all realized what it was they were chanting, they were smiling and I think mm-hmm. they were cheering for the person that started it too. Yeah. It was... Great. And then you can't scissor because it's like you can't wrestle is a big chance. So you can't scissor. <laughs> it was great. Um, and I really think the acclaim should have won. But I think they set up a story where they will win at some point, And they mm-hmm. had like as close. But there was a point where they kind of did get a three count and they were maybe a little late in breaking it up. And the crowd kind of turned on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think they were they tried to do a thing where Keith Lee like showed them respect and he scissored with Billy Gunn <laughs> uh, and Swerve, who was like kind of half heel. At this point, like mad at Keith Lee for showing them respect, 
Uh, but mm-hmm. the crowd was kind of just dumping on it, and they were just mad that the acclaimed had not won. Oh um, yeah, they. Uh, but they. Uh, They've been doing so much scissoring. They deserve to win. Yeah. Um, and so it was, but it was a great match. They had the trios championship match. Finally, the trios tournament is done. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, also known as the Elite, versus Hangman Adam Page and his friends in the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John oh. Silver. And it was a great match. And the crowd was behind the Dark Order. Um, you know, here was telling me to bet. A friend of mine got our group text to bet, and I was like, "All right, final bet on the Elite." Hmm. And guess what? What? Baby, we won. How much did you win? Well, uh, oh no, did you somehow lose? No, it was, won? I was a five dollar bet, and I can't remember how many people. I think there's five total people that bet. Uh huh. So it should be like twenty Maximum bucks. Maximum of twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. But hey, well, it's funny too because our friend was like, "Does anybody want to bet ten? And I was like, "I don't want to bet ten. Because <laughs> they usually lose, and I also thought that the Dark Order would win the mm. whole time. Well, um, why did you bet? I think there, the there were. I did it late, so the Elite was like one of the only teams left. And but I was like, they'll get to the finals, but I just didn't think they would win, and then they did. But it was great because Hangman was like kind of the strong link in the chain mm-hmm. or whatever, and you think that, but because he's like the main event guy, but then he hit his fin- he went for his finisher on the crowd went nuts when they thought that Kenny Omega was going to get pinned by this guy John Silver, mm-hmm. who was like a great little scrappy guy, Johnny Hungy as they call him. Oh, um, and so. Hangman went for his finisher, the the buckshot lariat, where he like flips into the ring and hits the guy with the with his arm. And so he went to do that on Kenny Omega, but he ducked and he accidentally hit John Silver. And then it was like this Shakespearean tragedy of mm-hmm. watching his face when he like realized that he hit his friend uh-huh. Hangman and being like, no, 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 no. And then they immediately the young bucks immediately jump on him uh-huh. to hold him down. Yeah, and he has to like watch Kenny Omega who faces him and immediately pins John Silver after he oh, hit him with his own yeah. move. Oh. And then they start celebrating and Hangman immediately just like crawls over to John Silver and it's just like, I'm so sorry. Like it was oh. just, it was like heartbreaking. It yeah. was, um, but I think, How you know, the elite, Kenny Omega looked fantastic by the way. You know, he's been wearing like a shirt. Mm-hmm. The whole, came at no shirt, super jacked, looked wow. great. It was all like right. it was great. They all looked great. Everybody looked great. Everybody was super hot. Um, and so that was great. Uh, what else did I write down here? I'm trying to think of the things that. Oh well, so this is how they started the show after the pre-show, like the the main show starts with the casino ladder match. So the winner of this lets seven people and uh, like a mystery guy, and the winner gets an AEW world title shot in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not like money. They win at like a big poker chip. Mm. Um, and it's like, but it's not like money in the bank where you can like just come out after a match and mm-hmm. you have to like announce when the match is going to be or something or yeah. you like, or they'll, Oh, but you have to um, schedule in advance. You yeah. have to schedule in advance, uh, fill out this form. Uh, and so they, um, the way what happens is they're like having a match, like the seven guys in the match are having a match the joker as it because they do it by suits it's like mm-hmm. these guys are the hearts these are the spades these are the clubs these are the diamonds or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's the fifth thing that's a joker mm. and the joker comes out because they like enter staggeredly i don't know and um so before the joker can come out a group of masked people come out mm. and like just like all black and like full ski mask situations they come out and somebody climbs the ladder and grabs the chip 
you're mm-hmm. like, who is this? What's going on? And it's this guy, Stokely Hathaway, who's a, uh, a manager. Mm. He was on the indies of Stokely Hathaway. He went to WWE for a while. This guy, Malcolm Bivens. Mm. He was on NXT. And then he left WWE to go to AEW. And he's Stokely Hathaway again. And so he's there, right? And he gets the poker chip and he reveals it to him. You're like, what's going on? And then like people start taking their masks off. And it's all these guys that he'd been handing business cards to over the weeks. Oh. And so they... Uh, they have these business cards or I don't know that. So, uh, so they're there and they're just like part of his crew or whatever. And they're just waiting. And then the Rolling Stone song, sympathy for the devil starts playing. Mm. And this guy comes out also dressed in all black, but with like a, this like white devil mask with some horns. And he kind of looks like a white Walker, like the, mm-hmm. from game of Thrones. And he's walking down in the ring and they, and the guy Stokely Hathaway hands him the chip and then they ring the bell, and they're like, the winner of the match is the Joker, and we don't know who he is. And then he teases that he's going to pull his mask off, but then he goes, no, no. Like, he doesn't say anything. Mm. He just shakes his hand, and he's like, wags his finger, and he's like, no, we're not we're not doing that. And he leaves, and it's it was kind of a weird way to start the show, because mm-hmm. you're like, what's going on? And then then we get... So there's a lot of great matches on this show. Uh, I'm just trying to condense this so I don't talk for an hour and a half about this, but then there is... Um, the main event, CM Punk versus John Moxley, which mm-hmm. was a great match. I mean, they really went into it, and they had a fantastic match. And uh, CM Punk won the title, which I figured would happen. Um, so he's a two-time AEW world champion. Lucky guy. Yeah. and he. So it's funny, because like, Drew McIntyre probably should have won and really, I think, kind of needed it uh, in his hometown-ish. And then Punk like kind of didn't need to win in his home, but he did. But, you know, it was a good story. But um, but then, so the lights go out after he wins. And then what starts playing, first time I've ever seen this on a wrestling show, a voicemail starts playing in the dark, an audio voicemail. And it's Tony Khan being like, look, you know what? You don't care about the fans. I, like, obviously, you don't care about the fans. You haven't been on TV in months. I do care about the fans. So, look, I'm going to swallow like a... A lot of pride here, or a very bitter pill, and I'll pay you, and then they bleep out a certain amount of money to, I'll pay you bleep, just mm-hmm. to come to All Out. If you come to All Out and are on All Out, I'll pay you this money, all right? Because I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you disrespected me and the fans and all this stuff. And then they cut to a promo, a clip of CM Punk and Ring of Honor doing this thing where Punk had been a heel, Mm-hmm. And then he had become like a baby face for a little bit going up to his, he was going to leave. He, everybody knew he was leaving to go to WWE. So he had an ROH world title match. that Everybody was like, oh, this will be the last one he'll lose or whatever. And, and then, but then he wins out of nowhere and you're like, what? And then he goes on this great run called the summer of punk where he's like threatening to take the, cause he, after he wins, he has a moment where he tells a story about this, like this snake biting this old man. And, and the story is like, he's like, I nursed you back to health snake. And the snake is like, you're a stupid old man. You forgot I'm a snake. And he's mm-hmm. like, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is to make people think he didn't exist. And he's like, I've been a heel this whole time mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's not punk. It's, I thought it was going to be that. I thought it would be great. I mean, well, I kind of knew it wouldn't because I knew what was coming probably. But so they play that clip of him being like the, you know, the devil made you think mm-hmm. he didn't exist. But it's like, from somebody who is a fan of CM Punk because they cut to the guy, the Joker, mm. and then he pulls his mask off 
and he looks pretty familiar from the back. And then he throws a Burberry scarf over uh, his neck. And then he and then we hit the MJF music, and he walks out, and it's MJF, uh, and he just starts signaling he's coming for the title. And you know what's coming up? Hmm. Dynamite Grand Slam. Oh, in not quite Long Island, it's in Queens, and MJF is a babyface in Long Island. Ooh. And so I'm thinking they could do CM Punk versus MJF at Grand Slam in yeah. a couple of weeks, and that would be nuts. Are you going to that? I am going to that. Oh, boy. So, and I, the crowd started chanting for MJF. Yeah. And it was, it was great. It was a cool reveal. It was great. No, it was a cool reveal. And it was a great show, a great way to end the show. And it was like, you know, they just waited for you to kind of forget about him or whatever. You knew so, wait, like, hang on. Going back, was that voicemail then not to. CM, it was to MJF. Is that what I believe that is what we're supposed to believe is that it was to MJF. Because uh, he, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the thing where. It's just funny because it kind of makes you think it's like CM Punk, but it's not. It all felt. If I. Yeah. So it was. I didn't want to spoil it while I was telling this, but like. Yeah. In the beginning, it felt like it was going to be MJF. And apparently, Stokely Hathaway had been like with MJF and, and mm-hmm. MLW, Major League Wrestling, I think, or like on the Indies. Yeah. And so he had been. So it was like. And also, you could tell it was MJF. The way he was walking, all of his mm-hmm. movements were like, that's MJF. Uh, and so you kind of knew it would be him and you kind of expected him to come out. But the so way that it was setting that it up, cool. it well, the way that it was, they were setting it up, it did seem like CM Punk was about to turn heel or something. Yeah. But it would have been very difficult to make that happen in Chicago mm-hmm. because he is so, so beloved in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but great show. But then like this, the media scrum, as they call it afterwards, the like press conference and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is going to get weird. All this is going to get weird. So CM Punk is giving an interview where somebody asks him about Colt Cabana. And earlier this week, CM Punk came back and they had a great segment on Dynamite where he said he was going to, he thought he was going to like, he didn't have it anymore because he like lost so badly to John Moxley. But then Ace Steel, his trainer mm-hmm. and friend came out and was like, you like you're in Chicago, like you're tougher than this. I didn't train you to be like this. He's, he said fucking accidentally mm. to pay a fine. And then Punk got all fired up and was like, sign the contract to um, to wrestle John Moxley. And so they set it up. Um, but before he started, apparently he, he pointed to a guy and said something about the guy being fat and never getting laid in his life, which was like, CM, I'm such a big Punk fan. And I'm just like, don't say stuff like that. That's mm. rude. Mm-hmm. It's like not funny it's you know what i mean they're being like what are you it's like an 2005 edge- humor it is and it, it's it's sad because he is like a very smart clever guy and mm-hmm. it's like you even you are still stuck in like this 2005 thing a yeah. little bit um and so but then he immediately was like i probably shouldn't have said that uh but went on anyway but apparently the reason he did that is because i was chanting for colt cabana mm uh his former friend and so in this media score they call they asked him about colt cabana and i actually have some of like what he said so he said i don't shouldn't read all this shit but he said uh a lot of stuff about about colt cabana so they had that thing where they they were sued and he was like it's 2022 i haven't been friends with him and he called him scott colton that's his name he's like i've been friends with him in almost a decade at this point is like and i didn't want anything to do with him even before that i have all these emails and stuff from him saying mm-hmm. like i'll get my own lawyer you don't have to pay anymore and then he said something like i found a, a bank account he had with his mother and that's when he like because i countersued him and there and when we talked about the bank account he was like actually we'll just drop the suit or something which was weird 
it was not it was very weird and he was like I will read some of this because he was just like, now it's 2022. I haven't been friends with him since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and put it into the media that I got somebody fired and I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. This is the world champion who just yeah. said all that. And he's talking about the EVPs being Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I think. Oh. And so it's just a crazy situation where I mean, he's... That sounds to me as an outsider like classic CM Punk. And it is. And so that's <laughs> the thing. Is like That's the kind of stuff he would say about WWE management. And to yeah. him, I think management is management. Yeah. And he doesn't care. And he's like... I. I Management it, is management, man. I, I don't want him to be all pissed off and stuff because I love him and I don't want him to be like a dick and I don't want him to be like... Because the, the fact is, things have changed a little for him, right? Because he mm-hmm. is the John Cena. He is mm-hmm. the guy with all the power. He is the world champion. He is telling underdog comeback stories. When Is he an underdog? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think his point is that they have... He's like this baby face guy. I know there's all these rumors that he's unhappy or he's being a dick and he's trying to get Colt Cabana fired or something. And he's saying, I'm not doing anything to Colt Cabana. I don't talk to Colt Cabana. I have nothing to do with Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not trying to get him fired. Now he's pissed. He's like, and this is like ruining all this shit because now everybody thinks I'm an asshole and he's just pissed off about it. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is that's part of what you love about CM Punk is that, but now you have to take it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable that he will just say the thing that he thinks. Yeah. Always, you know, and he's like, this is what I believe and I'm going to say it. I don't, you know, maybe this is uncomfortable for you or whatever, but this is, and to him there. And so apparently there's rumors that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are furious about this. Um, uh, And also there was something he said about Hangman, Adam Page, who apparently had did the thing where he was like, I'm going to defend AEW from you. Mm -hmm. And he said of Adam Page, what did I ever do? What did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on television, <laughs> to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? Not I didn't do a goddamn thing. And I love and like Adam Page. Says the, the same thing about both people. Yeah. But in a way that manages to upset everybody. Like, yeah. I didn't do anything. I don't know these people. Leave me alone. It but is. Kind, it's, just... it's so because it it. <laughs> I don't know. CM Punk, and this is why he's successful, mm-hmm. is this is his life. And it's like, so, I, sometimes it's his fault because he is kind of an asshole mm-hmm. and he does say this stuff and he does rub a lot of people the wrong way. But also he d- kind of hadn't done anything yet. I don't know mm-hmm. if he, but I'm not backstage. I don't know. Maybe he has an air about him or he's being like a dick to people or he gets along really well with FTR and a lot just, of other people. But just... Hangman is also not a dumb fuck. Hang- Hangman yeah. is very intelligent and like, a respect everybody like hangman you know what i mean like uh-huh. except for cm punk for whatever for this reason and so like i think punk is also such a strong personality that there's just times when he's not gonna it's just that thing where he's gonna be a dick some people he's not gonna get and i think hangman is like a very chill nice guy i mean and, isn't that cm's whole character game though like, yeah that he's like his whole thing and there's another thing like what here. else would he be doing here there's another thing to this is that colt cabana was then liking some tweets mm-hmm. after this mm-hmm. one of which was Somebody tweeting, what was it? Nash? I don't. Was it Kevin? Nash? I don't think it was Kevin Nash. It was somebody else? Somebody tweeting something about how wrestlers, this media scrum, this like pose is a performance. This is part of the wrestling show. Yeah. Anybody participating in this is a performance. And so yeah. even Cole Cabana, I think, was acknowledging that this is probably a work. And with this whole MJF thing, 
this could all be a work. This could be leading to Kenny Omega versus I mean, CM Punk. You know what I mean? But the only thing is, it does feel like a work. It does feel like an evolved form of kayfabe where you're acknowledged because everybody is in on it now. Mm-hmm. So you evolve how you treat kayfabe. So you let this stuff leak out a little bit so you can, yeah. so you can, you know. And then, but the only thing is, it's like spreading a lot of like negative energy about AEW that kind of makes it look oh, is it bad in a way? Like it makes it look like things are like too volatile and it, I, I don't know it, for a lot of people I think it paints a picture of it being like not professional or so, you know what I mean it's like but is that something people that would like make people not watch it I am more likely to watch that's it. what I thought and like, I love it so I because I, I mean I don't feel like any of this like I would assume this is a, discussion I'm not saying it like anything definitively yeah. so no I know but I'm just saying like I think as a member of the media myself yeah I would never go to a media scrum for AEW or WWE or any place like this and assume I would get like honest, yeah, like straightforward answers that were not carefully scripted. You know what yeah, I mean? Like and, I would never assume that. And I think everything CM Punk has done so far has been kind of non-traditional in like the way that things are structured, the feuds and everything. Yeah. And I but think I mean, if they're talking publicly, it's definitely part of the I show. I think in it's my partially. Yeah, I think it's part of the show, but you can. But it's like ba- I think it is based off a little bit of like reality. They like take a because that's the best wrestling story. They take a little bit of reality mm-hmm. and then they exaggerate it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I and mean, I the- think it probably is a situation where he probably isn't actively being like, "I want Cole Cabana fired" or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, just doesn't deal with him at all. And maybe maybe Tony Khan moved Cole Cabana to Ring of Honor. To just avoid a situation or something. I don't know. I mean, but. also, it's just probably the fact that people know. Or it's know, a total work. Well, I mean, also, people probably know, like, for instance, Colt Cabana knows that if he can get CM Punk to talk about him. Yeah. Then that gets him more talked about. Yeah. Than he would normally be. Yeah. So it's like if, you, if you're if you in his camp or whatever, you're going to want people asking about that. So you're going to be stirring shit behind the scenes because you know that if CM gets asked about it, he's going to. Yeah say something that people go whoa over so like i imagine there's lots of people who just they try to needle him or get people to ask him questions that they know he's going to be like a dick about yeah because it's them it gets them some heat yeah and as much as i want him to calm down this is just who he is and i can i can sort of see his side of this it's not like i don't know where any of this is coming from i wish he would ease up on hangman a little bit though because i do think hangman is but I don't know. If, I think it's funny for him to be like so mean. I know it is. <laughs> it is. And that's why you like. But the thing is, that's why you liked it when he was doing it to Triple H. Mm-hmm. But now when he's doing it to like guys that have maybe less power than him. It's like a little. It is funny. But it is a little like, oh, man, we, we love Hangman. Well, you know? as you as. But I, it, that'll honestly it's probably only going to enhance the stuff later. And also, ha- like from everything you've been telling me. The, what I've put together is a story of CM Punk is slowly going to become a heel. Because I he's going to he have is. to fight MJF, and MJF is clearly on the up. Yeah. Like, MJF is clearly on the rise to MJF is going to win, for sure. Yeah, like, he's going to... So, I think we're working our way up to heel turn CM Punk. And, and I think that'll MJF. be great, because that's what I think... He should just lean into, like, what people think about him, which is, like, yeah. it is an exaggerated version of his personality, where he, like, I'm, I think I'm the best... Mm-hmm. Like I think I am always right. Mm-hmm. I am a draw and like a legend. I'm getting now everything I said I was owed ten years ago, mm-hmm. and now I'm getting it and I deserve it. And you should all be thankful that I'm here, mm-hmm. bringing in money and drawing eyes to this because he is, you mm-hmm. know. And so he's like, and she should just be like a dick about it, and then be like, people should be lining up outside my door to ask me advice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody should be 
just like grateful that I'm here. But you know, what I mean, and if you are mean, yeah. if you're like a dick to me, fuck you. You know, like he should definitely lean into that. Um, but I think he is kind of doing that a little bit. Like, yeah, in, that's what I mean. I think when he's in Long Island, like he's full heel. It up. Yeah, you know, that's... John Moxley got to be a heel in this, by the way, because they knew he was in. He, they were in Chicago. They were in Chicago all week mm-hmm. for um, Dynamite Rampage and All Out, and so he was just like a total heel, and it was great. That's Mox funny. rules. He was a great champion you calling for him the Mox summer. Now? Yeah, people call him Mox. A lot of people call him Mox. Oh, other people call him Mox. Yeah. And now you call him Mox. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We go way back. Um right. gotcha. But he is just he's just great. He's great at everything. He's so like reliable and like he's great. Um I kind of wanted him to win this. Uh but he didn't, but that's but it's fine. Oh, is that why you were weeping in the night? Yes. <laughs> uh but I think that's like Mostly what I have for the week, but a lot happened. MJF yeah, that's is a back. Lot. It was a it was a heavy week. Yeah, we've did, we've covered a lot. So, did you have any final thoughts? My final thoughts are that I love the Rings of Power, and I want everybody to watch it, and I love it, and I'm gonna watch it all the time. Okay, I'm probably gonna watch it again, and I'll watch the whole show. Cause I'm just a Harfoot. I'm just a Harfoot. I'm just a Harfoot. A Harfoot. They said Wayne's too. Wayne's. The Wayne's. What are the Wayne's? With the Wayne's. Um, I love the Harfoots. Okay. But yeah, that's um that's my only thought. And we've done a really long episode, so Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. So um Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well bye. Good bye. wrestling. Happy Labor Day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.